he's laughing at the fact that I said I still get nervous every time I interview Connor Bedard. I do. I don't care. Who knows? He's 16. I'm 49. I've done thousands of interviews. The kid's eyes just just pierce right through you. Oh, boy, I love watching him. <clears throat> Biggest reason why this jersey's up here. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, yeah, buddy. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Ah, I moved my chair in the break. Don't mind me. Here we go. Um, man, are we having fun today. We're just going to continue the fun train here in Hour 2. The Moose is back with us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Start spreading the news. We're live on YouTube. Game Plus Television and their radio in Metro Atlanta. WQEE, and I want to point this out that uh, Clark's dad, Rod Monroe, the man with the strongest handshake on the planet, <laughs> Rod Monroe, has written Hell in and yes. says, Happy New Year, Rod and team. Tuning in from Scottsdale, my home away from home for the next few months. Looking forward to tuning in from Arizona. Not only does he shake your hand hard, because there's firm handshakes in the world, but he looks at you and grimaces his teeth like, you liking that? Bingo. Like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I know. Oh, it's Cl the full Clark. body language of intimidation. Right. Clark is a big man. His dad's bigger. Is he taller, Bingo. Clark, than you? No. Clark okay, Clark says he is taller, but Rod is thicker mm. this way. Uh, so anyways, yeah. Having fun. And this is the part of the program where we kind of turn it over to the viewers, unless I've missed it. Um, we kind of turn into the squirrel family here <laughs> at this point of the program every day, right? So what we've talked a lot of hockey. We got World Junior Semifinals tonight. Cheshire versus Sweden, actually 2.30 Eastern, followed by Canada-USA tonight. Moose and I have both, if I have this right, predicted a Canada-Cheshire final. That's what I picked. You? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. More of the magic that is Connor Bedard we'll see tonight. Uh, this is the funny thing. Somebody's written in here, uh, Nicholas. He is a young viewer, and he's a huge Connor Bedard fan. He's one of the many that have come in to post-game trash talk Serena, our hockey analyst. And they all say, oh, where's Serena now? What's Serena got to say now? And of course, I don't need to fight her battle. She's good enough at it. You can find her on Instagram at Coach Serena. But what she said was not that he was overrated. She said he's got more to give. And that was coming out of the August World Juniors. And she stands by that and didn't need to have NHL scouts agree with her. But uh, I said, welcome to the world of people misunderstanding what you say, misconstruing what you meant, or twisting it on purpose. Um, it's been 20 years since she worked in the media. It's, I, I dare I say it's way worse now than it was 20 years ago. There wasn't social media back then. Have you dealt with much of people no. twisting your words or misunderstanding what you've said? I, I don't know that you have been in a lot of scrapes that way. No, I, I'm pretty good at avoiding that stuff. I. That's the Ted Lasso side of it, right? Is I, I'm pretty good at dipping and dodging that stuff and and uh, staying outside of it. But you're right, it's different because 20 years ago, you could go online, well, not online, you could go on the radio, television, news, but you could write and say whatever you want and almost force feed the audience. And there wasn't a lot of outlets for the audience to say, I don't like you, I don't agree with you, I don't think that's right, and take your words and repost them and 
change them and share them in different ways. But now there is, and it's, it's dangerous, and we see the effects of it every day. It is dangerous and it's not. It depends, like you, it yeah. depends whether you allow yourself to bite into it or not. Now, in hour one, we usually talk about what happened last night. Hour two, we tee, tee up what's going to happen tonight. There are only three NHL games tonight. The New Jersey Devils are at Detroit. Tampa Bay is at Minnesota. The Dallas Stars are at Anaheim. It's Wednesday. That means I ran through for Bet Regal, our top five, bottom five. There were some arguments from the viewers, not many from Moose, but my top five teams in the NHL, which I listed an hour ago and I will again now, are one, the Boston Bruins, two, Carolina Hurricanes, three, Vegas Golden Knights, four, the Toronto Maple Leafs, five, the Winnipeg Jets. Yes, there's a little bit of homerism there. It is a Canadian show, yes. But people were saying, no Dallas Stars. No, no Dallas Stars, because I think the Winnipeg Jets would beat them in a playoff. I do. Because Winnipeg beat Calgary last night, and Calgary beat Dallas in the playoffs last year. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Wouldn't that be something, yeah. though? Rick Bonus against his former team. <laughs> Who wins a playoff best of seven between Winnipeg and Dallas right now, do you think? I think it's Winnipeg. I really do. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the thing about those two teams is both Jake Ottinger and Connor Hellebuck are both playing so well that it's going to be a great series. But I could see it. You know, there's, you know I, I would give the edge to Winnipeg um, simply because I think Hellebuck has a little bit of an edge this year on Ottinger. So I would give it to the Jets if you had me choose between those two today. Regarding... Last night versus tonight, um, I did go to the Arizona Coyotes at Florida Panthers game last night, and um, here's, here's, here's what went on. I saw Ed Jovanovsky in the broadcast booth. The Panthers, great. He clearly wasn't on television last night. He normally is because he was in jeans and a zip-up warm-up jacket. Is that, still a, is that still a thing, a warm-up jacket, or am I just <laughs> showing my age by saying that? Um, <laughs> it's okay. We used to wear warm-up jackets. It's like what the NBA teams wear when they come out for shoot-around. You know? Yeah. The top of a tracksuit and jeans. Uh, I saw the Coyotes broadcast crew, Tyson Nash, Matt McConnell, whom I used to spend uh, time around those guys. So it was good to see them. But then the game started. <laughs> Arizona's just not that good. And as I said, Florida won 5-3, and they just they didn't make mistakes. They played real hard. Funny how that works. And they got good goaltending. And Matthew Kachuk had a hat trick, and everything turned out nice again. couple things I want to bring up. Uh, I'm just reading the comments from the viewers here. Enortap, that's the name of the viewer. He says, Dallas over Winnipeg in seven. And I love the Jets. That's easy for you to say, but you don't know any more than I know or they know. Uh, Randy from Winnipeg writes in and says, out of curiosity, why number 16 and not number 98 for Bedard? Jersey number for Canada. Uh, I don't know. I just found out why he's wearing a full visor. He's not old enough to wear a half visor, I guess. Or if you yeah. wore a full visor, or sorry, if you wore a half visor, you'd have to wear a mouth guard. Again, I don't really care. Do you know why he's wearing 16 and not 98? I, my guess is Hockey Canada wouldn't allow it. Did Crosby wear 87 and 05? I, I think McDavid so. wore 98. 
or 97, didn't he, with Team Canada? Didn't McDavid? I don't know. Can we get a know. ruling on that? Yeah, go to the big board. I don't think so. I think, you know, Canada must just do, you know, 30 and down, and away you go. And these are the numbers, and everybody chooses, And Bedard took 16. That's my guess. But it'd be good to get to the bottom yeah, like, of that. We could ask Brent Kissio, but, um, yeah, it's good. Again, I just found out why he's wearing a full face shield. He's not old enough to wear a visor, from what I hear. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I have absolutely no audio, boys. I can't hear a thing. So uh, are we bringing Moose in? Because I don't know whether we should or not. And I'm not really sure what to do. I can sit here and go through some 902 text messages if you want. I hate. Obviously, you can hear me. You got me live on the air, and uh, I have some messages here. I'm not going to name the person, but someone from Hockey Canada has written me uh, with the answer to the question, why is Connor Bedard wearing number 16 and not 98 at the World Jays? And hang on. Rod's audio is good, so that's good. Okay, I don't know why. I can't. I can't. Hear the show? Well, this is a first, folks. 14,000-plus hours on the air career, and I've never had this happen before. But anyways, uh, he writes in, Hello? Am I live? Somebody want to let me know? Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got Clark in my ear. Anyways, he says, uh, no, McDavid did not wear 97. And Connor Bedard wore number 16 due to his age when he first played. So, listen, we're getting all the answers uh, to our questions today. Live on Game Plus Television, I believe, and live on YouTube. I think I'm just going to fo- keep my uh, phone handy right here. And I don't know where the feed's coming from, from WQEE. Oh, well, listen, I can sit here and talk to a squirrel about nuts. I can talk about, talk till the cows come home. Earlier on, I asked our viewers, audience, listeners to write in where they're consuming the show from. Today, Don Sawchuck writes in to the 902 line, and he says, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. David Magyar is in Winnipeg. Writes then, he says, it was a ding-dong dandy of a game between the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames. It was. So I'll go back. For those that just tuned us in, I, I, foolish me, I tend to think that people listen for or watch for the entire two hours and understand you can't. Uh, but I was at the Panthers-Coyotes game. I was really looking forward to it because the Panthers are going out on a road trip now, after that Arizona game last night, I knew it was going to be my last game for a while at FA Live Arena, and it was a good game. Matthew Kachuk scored the Hattie, and the his first is a Panther, and they won 5-3 over Arizona. Arizona, just not that good. Come home, and I flip on ESPN+. Plus. It's a wonderful thing. The Flames and the Jets. <laughs> How about this? Thank all of those that have written in through the various means. I'm looking at YouTube right now. Jeff the Stamps fan. We hear you from Al Broderick. I can hear from Troy in Toronto. 
you are fine from Kevin the Medium. Yes, <laughs> from Enortap. All good from Ryan O Radio. We have you, Rod. Thank you. We're on the air in Atlanta. To me, that's all that matters. And from JT, he says, watching from the SOG 0E0 area code. Do you remember your childhood area code? SOG 306, right here. Troy in Toronto says, checking in from northwest of Toronto in beautiful Caledon, Ontario. I'm getting sidetracked. I can go back to where we started this whole thing uh, last hour. I, I, I come back, I turn on the third period. I have the choice of the Jets and the Flames TV broadcast. I'm like, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to turn on the audio anyways. I never do. And I watched this back and forth, up and down, slobber knocker of a hockey game between the Jets and the Flames. And what was it? It was 1-1 when I turned it on. Flames went up 2-1 very quickly after the Jets tied it 2-2. Then the Jets went up 3-2. And wasn't that what it finished as? 3-2 Jets. I'm like, these guys are kicking the crap out of each other. Sam Gagne tipped in Billy Hynola's point shot with 5.40 to go to help Winnipeg beat Calgary 3-2. We're on the air in Winnipeg on Game Plus TV where we're very popular. Tell us in Calgary. I don't think we're at a point yet at the NHL season where we're playing playoff hockey. Not yet. Some teams are getting close. What do you got? I hear from the guys on my ear. What do you got? Okay. Ah... Then who will I have with me when I come back? Okay, Jim Lang when we come back. Well, I was just getting comfortable. Joking. Jay Hauslander writes in and says, All good from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. He's watching in the Sioux, which, by the way, the Sioux's home tonight to Kitchener and the O Saginaw's at Windsor. I got all these games written down. Had all this prep ready to go today. And now we're ready to rock. Switching it all up to talk NFL when we come back with Jim Lang right after this. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live and WQEE Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Nice work, boys. Nice work. Clark, Jordan, whoever's responsible. I'm sure Ryan's got his hands on the steering wheel, too. And they brought it in for a landing. Nice work. All I want to know is who's joining me now. Who do we have? Jim. All right. Jim Clubber Lang. Where I, I'm sure he's never experienced any broadcast problems in his entire <laughs> decades-long career. Hey, Jim. <laughs> right? Oh, no. Never, Rod. Never, Rod. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you, buddy. Always good to see you. Listen, we're going to talk a few NFL things besides okay. DeMar Hamlin in a minute. Our viewers are very excited to talk NFL. Troy Calmer is like a bucking horse trying to get out of a stall here. He's a big Packers fan in Toronto. We'll get to his comment in a moment. 
Where are you on Monday Night Football's game being postponed? Uh, and the latest we hear is uh, the family's optimistic with the condition. He's still fighting uh, DeMar Hamlin, but that's all we know. What's your take on this situation this week in the NFL? Well, what happened Monday is unprecedented, Rod. And, and I've heard a few players, current and ex-players, say they have witnessed teammates suffer serious leg injuries, neck injuries, they're carted off, and you almost always see the thumbs up and they say something to a teammate going off. Here was a teammate who had to be revived not once but twice by paramedics and trainers with a portable defibrillator. That's as serious as it gets. This young man may have not been alive leaving the stadium. So I don't think the National Football League or any of the teams involved, any of the players had any choice but to cancel this game. Now, the weird thing is the Buffalo Bills had a team meeting today. They had a walkthrough practice today. They have to get ready to play the Patriots. The Patriots win Sunday. They're in the playoffs. So Bill Belichick and the Patriots have everything to play for Sunday. Meanwhile, Sean McDermott and the Bills are still trying to play for home field advantage in the AFC in the postseason while trying to, in the back of their mind, you know, think and pray and hope that their brother, DeMar Hamlin, will be healthy. Be able just to live a normal life. They're not even thinking about football right now. They're just thinking about life right now. That's how serious it is. So I, I, I don't think that the NFL had any choice to do what they did. But the difficult thing is Sean McDermott and the Bills getting ready for this game against the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, well, I, I, I was very interested to get your take on that. Um, what about this? Because I say bravo to the NFL for canceling the game. I've had doctors write me and say, uh, we're hearing it's not the NFL. It's the teams that said we're not playing. I'm like, I don't care. The right decision was made. What do you know yeah. about what went into the decision? Uh, like, I literally don't care, but what do you know about that? I do know that Zach Taylor walked across the field to the officials. Now, the officials mic'd up, and it's going back to the, the NFL war room in New York, much like the NHL war room. As they're talking to Sean McDermott, and Zach Taylor said, no uncertain terms, my team's not playing this game anymore. It's over. Like Zach Taylor and the Bengals were done playing. So in, in case anyone thought that they're going to warm up five minutes and go back, the Bengals weren't going to be part of it. I mean, there have been stories that there were fans in that stadium, Bengals and Bills, holding each other and weeping and crying and, and sharing boxes of tissues to get through the emotion of it. It wasn't just the players, it was the fans. It was the broadcasters. It was everyone involved. Think about this. DeMar Hamlin had a GoFundMe page to buy toys for kids in his hometown of Pennsylvania. His goal was $2,500. It got released. The link got put out there Monday after he had his cardiac event. And it's over $6 million as we speak right now. So the, the And that includes Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, and some of the biggest names in the National Football League donating to it. This has shaken not just the Bills, but players around the NFL, teams around the NFL, what happened? Because it was a play that happens dozens of times a game. And I, you watch them stand up, adjust his face mask, and then the lights go out. Well, you can't tell me that the human beings and all these teams around the league thinking that could have been me. So this is, this is very difficult. And I'm sure there are um, therapists and counselors within the locker room of the Bills trying to help the players get through the next few days because... It's hard to be a robot and not think about what you witness two feet away as you're, you're not just a teammate, but he's become a, like a family member to you and then go on business as usual and get ready to play, play the Patriots on Sunday. An important game for both teams because unfortunately uh, the Bills need to win to get ready for playoff seating. 
Well, for sure. And actually, listen, I'm just being devil's advocate here. Don't shoot the messenger. But I've had people say, I've had people have a heart attack at my work. We had to keep working. Uh, they're not saying that callously, but it's 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 an interesting I, yeah. debate, is it not? No, it's, it, look, it's a valid point. I mean, everyone out there listening and watching have had someone at work have a serious health issue. It's just a fact of life. It's something has happened and why it rattles everyone. You are correct. Work and life goes on. And I, I think that's one of the reasons they said they're not playing the game, but the league goes on. The league made the announcement yesterday, Tuesday, that week 18 will go on as normal because the games have to be played and the playoffs and the build up to the Super Bowl has to continue on. It's, it's as cruel as that sounds for everyone involved as they get ready for the next week, the next few days, getting ready for this game. They, all the other teams have so much to play for. Um, as much as they think DeMar Hamlin, they're praying for him. They hope that he lives a wonderful, long, healthy life. They have to think of their jobs they have over the next few days, without question. Uh, our viewers love you, Jim. As you know, they got a bunch of questions, and I'll get to those. I just want, I'm not done on the DeMar Hamlin thing here with sure. Jim. I'll just say, where do you think it goes from here? Like, for instance, Jeff, the Stamps fan says, let's just call it a game at 7-3. I would initially agree with that, but the team that's not winning is not going to allow that to happen, right? So do you think they know where well, they're yeah, going, A, and yeah, what do you think? No, I don't know if they know where they're going because I think they want to get through this week's game and see where the playoff seedings are at after this week's game. Now, if they determine there's no way the Bills can get the number one seed in the AFC, then why would you play the game? Because there's no need. They can't. The Bills. If the Bills can't go up or down in the playoff seeding, then it really takes just forget about it, like it never happened. But you're right. If they just say, "Oh, the Bengals won seven three, that's great for the Bengals because they can move past the Bills and end up hosting the Bills potentially in a hugely important AFC playoff game." So that. I mean, that, and that's the cruel side of sports and football, that while you're thinking about the young man's life and, and the emotions of the players and the coaches, all the other teams are like, hey, we're sorry it happened, but we want to win the Super Bowl. I know, dude. <laughs> and it's been very fascinating yeah. to watch and, and glad that it's not on my desk. Okay, to the viewers yeah. and yeah. Troy in Toronto, I just want to say I appreciate you, Troy, because he watches every day. And he's a huge Packer fan. We don't talk about them that much. So we got you, Jim. So he says, Jim, what is your gut feeling on Green Bay taking down the Lions Sunday and sneaking into the playoffs? It'll be one hell of a comeback season if it happens. Go Pack, go. I, I really, really like the Packers in this game. They've won four in a row. And, it, and while everyone's looking at Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, the special teams of the Packers the last five or six weeks has been the unsung hero of that football team. They've been phenomenal. They've got a, an amazing return game. And they've been giving con the team consistently good field position. And they have all experienced coaches in all levels of football talk about the three phases of football, offense, defense, special teams. And special teams is really saving Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers in the Packers season because the special teams has been that good. And I really like the Packers' chances, A, because of how well they played lately in all phases of the game, but Aaron Rodgers has got that look in his eye. And, uh, I mean, he has a chip. I know you, it's hard to believe a guy who's accomplished everything's had a chip, but he heard the people six weeks ago say they should just bench Aaron Rodgers and start Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers heard that, and he read that. And he's playing like a guy who heard that and read that. And I really like the Packers' chances against the Lions.
Dean Tix, a viewer of ours, is in Green Bay. I just wonder why they watch us in any of these locales. But I love it. They're, they're, here, they're here every day. He says, I never thought my Packers were going to have even a whiff of winning your in. Lions are tough and, I, and can't be taken lightly. Hoping they don't go on this streak just to split the bit versus the Lions. Let me ask you this. How are you, Jim, as the learned NFL observer that you are and follower on momentum going into the playoffs? Well, I think it's a huge thing. I think history has shown that teams over the years can rival momentum a long way. Now, people forget about the Washington Redskins with Joe Theismann and and John Riggins, and they caught a lot, really it was a band of castoffs and Joe Gibbs' team in that strike certain season in the early 80s. They, they won a bunch of games late, got into the playoffs. They are a wild card team, and they rode it all the way to beat the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, and they carried it. And they used a lot of different ways to win, but mainly it was John Riggins had, well, basically the, one of the great playoffs of any running back in the history of football. But yeah, momentum to me in any sport, but especially in football, I mean, I think the Packers. If they get in the playoffs, that means they would have won five games in a row. Aaron Rodgers is feeling it. They've got a defense that has really figured things out and a scary special teams. That would be a scary team to beat. And I look at the Bengals right now. They've won seven straight in nine of their past ten games. I mean, they, they struggled early because Joe Burrow had that appendicitis in training camp. By, by the 1st of October, they had figured things out. And I don't think anyone wants to play the Bengals in the AFC. So I think it's a huge thing having momentum going into the postseason because it, to think that as much as you're a pro athlete, you can just flick the switch, oh, it's the playoffs now, let's win. There have been many, many first seeds, second seeds in the playoffs in the NFL who had a bye week that maybe weren't great at the end of the season because everything was done and decided, and they were one and done in the postseason. That happens. John Ohm. Um, watching in Winnipeg, he says the <laughs> Packers are for real. Just you wait. Go, Packers, go. I guess I'm looking at this jumbled up playoff picture. It's highly confusing right now. The Cowboys, Giants, and Seahawks have uh, NFC wildcard spots um, over in the AFC, Chargers, Ravens, Patriots. What a wild weekend. I, I kind of get a headache thinking about the combinations and permutations. How about what's your thoughts heading into this? final week well I, I love the Jaguars Saturday night to beat the Titans to make the postseason I mean they were two and six in the end of October and they're they will finish nine and eight at the end of the in the year when they beat the Titans and Doug Peterson should be the coach here in the NFL what he's done with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence is oh, <laughs> is he a player I mean he's just getting started how good he is but I think quietly, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they beat the Bills on Sunday. They got, they got the last wild card in the AFC. So I, um, I like the Packers to beat the Lions and make the playoffs. I love the Jaguars to beat the Titans to make and win the division, the AFC South. But, you know, it's, it's so hard to predict what's going to happen with the Patriots and the Bills. So are the Bills going to play incredibly inspired football for DeMar Hamlin, or are they so emotionally and mentally rattled of what happened, they're not going to be the Bills that we've seen lately and the Patriots can take advantage. It sounds horrible, I know, but for Bill Belichick and the Patriots, it's a chance to beat Buffalo, your division rival, and make the postseason. So it, you are right, Rod. It is a little jumbled, and there's a lot to be decided. And this is one thing that goes back to Pete Rozelle and now um, you know, everyone involved in the National Football League right now, Roger Goodell, it's that fact that you're in the last week of the regular season. 
and there's so much to be decided in, in playoff positioning and playoff positions on the line in the last week of the regular season. That's what the NFLs always strive for, and they have it again in this scenario Saturday and Sunday. What a league. They just do everything right. And I got so much to get to with you. You mentioned the Jaguars. You look at what happened last year with Urban Meyer and a, what a grease no. fire it was. And Doug Peterson comes in and does this, as you mentioned. I kind of wonder, do you have thoughts on how they did it? Because last year, Trevor Lawrence was running for his life. You don't just make a good old line mm -hmm. like that, or the Rough Riders would have done it. Like, what exactly have they done in Jacksonville? They were saying they were throwing away Trevor Lawrence's career already. And now this. What a change. I, I, one thing, Travis Etienne got healthy. And, and he had been hurt as a rookie. And he was phenomenal as a running back in the NCAA. So he gives them a dangerous balance to their offense. And Doug Peterson, you can say what you want about him, but he's always been a quarterback whisperer. He was the coach that took Nick Foles a backup when Carson Wentz was hurt and led them all the way to upset Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He has a knack for, for speaking the language of a quarterback. He spent years in the NFL as a backup to Brett Favre in Green Bay. He knows the game. He knows how to talk to a quarterback and coach a quarterback. He knows when to maybe kick them in the butt and maybe pat them on the back. And that's a, that's a real skill as a coach in the NFL. I mean, so many coaches around the NFL, maybe were an offensive line coach, a defensive coordinator, they are good coaches, but maybe they don't speak to a quarterback the way Doug Peterson does. I think what Doug Peterson has done with Trevor Lawrence, what he's done with the team, if you watch some of the videos, the way they play and fight for each other, he's brought that sense of esprit de corps, that, that college rah-rah feeling that you see in the NCAA to pro football. And that's where Doug Peterson's done great work. I mean, two and six, the season's over. Two and six are like, <laughs> trade this guy, yeah. trade them, forget it. But he, he held them together. And, and each and every week with all these wins piling up and beating the Cowboys, uh, they're, they're believing in each other. And that belief, in, as you go back to what you said, and momentum, can take a pro sports team, especially a football team in the NFL, a long way in the postseason. From Craig Smith, our director of scouting, he says, right now I see a, Bengers, a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. He says, I thought Trevor Lawrence was an NFL quarterback as a sophomore. He's talking about at college there at Clemson. Uh, yeah. You know, Jim, you and I have been doing this for years. I The time goes so flipping fast, man, which is a good thing. Time flies when you're having fun. It's, for years, man, I've never been able to figure out why it goes so fast when you and I get going. Um, Troy goes on to say, because I'm not that educated on the Rams team, but how do you explain the disaster of a season they have had? Their 11 wins, the most... Sorry, there are 11 losses, the most by a yeah. defending Super Bowl champion in NFL history. It's a pretty easy explanation, but I'll let you, I'll put it on the tee for you to knock out of the park. Von Miller leaving the team hurt them. He was such an important player in the front seven. Matt Stafford was not healthy all year. Uh, they had injuries and problems of running back. And where it's almost like they went all in on the poker table the year before to win the Super Bowl. But then sometimes you go back to the table and you lose it all. And this has been a tough year for the Rams. They've just not been consistent. They've not been healthy. They lost some key players at key positions that after the Super Bowl either left the team as a free agent or retired. And the margin for victory in the NFL is so razor thin now that it's, it's tough. And they're in the same division with that 49ers defense who are playing next level. I mean, that's the one reason that Craig Smith and a lot of people think that the 49ers could go all the way in the NFC. And it's it's they have some getting Chris McCaffrey doesn't hurt. But that defense and Nick Bosa are so good. 
And we've seen history in the NFL and the Ravens and, and the Dolphins in the 70s and the Steelers and, of course, the 85 Bears where a great defense can carry a team a long way in the postseason in the NFL. And that's what they got in the 49ers. And, I mean, I, I think Kyle Shanahan is just a phenomenal coach. And what he's done with that team this year, with all the different quarterbacks he's had to work with and playing that well at the end of the year, I mean, I mean, what more do you want from your coach if you're John Lynch, the GM, that you have – Three different quarterbacks, and you win with all three. <laughs> it's unheard of. It's inexplicable, right, uh, and amazing. Jim, let's do it again here as the funnest time of the season has arrived in the National Football League. All the best, my man, uh, and thanks for everything you do for us. Go, Canada, go. Talk to you, Rod. You got it. Big one tonight. The great Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL insider. What a day, man. We got the football people watching. We got the Hockey Canada people watching. They're answering our questions as we go live. We'll be right back with the Moose and Overtime right after this. It is the RP Show. Daytime Sports Talk Live on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live and WQEE Radio. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. You betcha. It's overtime. It's for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. Let's bring in uh, the Moose one last time. For overtime, uh, good to see you, Moose. I hope you enjoyed that NFL chat. You probably have some <laughs> thoughts on what Jim Lang just had to say. I just want to sprinkle in some viewer comments here. Troy in Toronto says, I could listen to Jim talk NFL all day. From Craig Smith, our director of scouting, he says, Jim is great. Uh, John Ohm, Ohm in Winnipeg says, Jim's take on the NFL is number one. Randy from Winnipeg says, uh, 2023, two great shows, four great guests. Going to be a good year for the RP show. When do we start the countdown to 1,000? I have to give the kudos for that one to producer Clark. He is the best guest booker in this business, and I believe it, and I said it yesterday. Maybe I'll say it every single day. Darren, for all of 2023, how much I love working with this crew. It makes me happy. And Jordan Hoorah. did a really good job. If it was Jordan, I don't know, keeping us on the air today. I don't know what goes on Bingo. back there. All I know is we... It was? Okay. Nice. Uh... And Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, the Bills will be playing with heart, and I can see them completely destroying the Patriots. Just another storyline and a reason to watch uh, this weekend in the National Football League. Okay, over to you and let you talk. Yeah, um, NFL stuff. I mean, it, it is a big weekend, and there are some big games. But we talked way back. I don't even know. It feels like a week ago, and it was only about an hour ago, that we were talking about tanking, and we talked about Chicago, and we talked about football. And, and Tennessee, my Titans are in an interesting spot because they're in a win-and-in situation with Jacksonville. You know, the Jaguars are red hot. They've got it going with Trevor Lawrence. They're playing very, very good football. Tennessee's in a spot that if they lose, they could be looking at a top 10 draft pick. They could be looking at somebody like C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State or Bryce Young out of Alabama, the next quarterback for that franchise if Ryan Tannehill 
isn't the future. So I've got Titans fans on my Twitter being like, we should lose and get the top 10 pick and get this quarterback and, and roll because Derrick Henry's only around for so long. And I've got other fans saying, if you have a chance to win and get in the playoffs, look what Cincinnati did last year. You and I were in Banff watching the game and the Titans blew it. They probably should have beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati took a win, went all the way to the Super Bowl, right? So I think you got a chance to get in the dance. You got to take it. And there's some other interesting ones. Obviously, I'm really dialed into Green Bay and Detroit this weekend and what Seattle's doing, that three-way kind of dance for the final playoff spot in the NFC. So it'll be fun on Sunday. Yeah. My mind just ran in 96 different directions while you were going on that <laughs> monologue right there. So uh, <laughs> welcome to my world. Um, on all of those things, I spent the night in Jacksonville on Saturday, New Year's Eve, which was fun. And I'm sitting there looking around going, this is Trevor Lawrence's town. What a nice town. And I, I go back to the commentary today. Uh, you can read it at rodpeterson.com. I'm like, don't get sucked in. I, I didn't take my own advice. I believed the Packers were going to miss the playoffs because the pun, pundits told me to believe that, you know? And I'm like, on one hand, I shouldn't even watch it. You know, watch your feet. I'm going to drop some names here. And I know that at least two Sutters watch this show religiously because they tell me. One of them is not Brian. And I was in his kitchen... One time, Brian Sutter, Sylvan Lake, Alberta. There's a butterfly. Wish I could put the camera on it. Um. <laughs> That's the definition <laughs> of squirrel. <laughs> That's what Clark just said. Uh, Write that one down. Butterfly. Squirrel. Where was I? <laughs> I'm joking. Brian Sutter. So anyways, I'm sitting at his house. Sunshine's there. Wife Judy. Uh, our coach, Curtis Hunt. With the pads. And I'm sure I've told this story on the air before, but we got a lot of new listeners and viewers that wouldn't know this. And for our American viewers, you, they all know who the Sutters are, hockey's first family. And I said to Brian, can we put it on TSN? He's like, I don't have TSN. I'm like, how do you not have TSN? He goes, I don't have any of those networks. All I have is NHL center ice. I just watch the games. And I thought, you can do that? <laughs> but he's like, all the other stuff is noise. All of it is bunk. That's probably not the term that he used, but I'm like, could, could, could we do that? Could we just watch games? And I'm not sure that I want to do that. Because every single morning when I turn on Get Up or NHL Network with those guys now that I'm watching and they're analyzing the games for the night, I, it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I know that this show makes people happy because they tell me, but I think... People shouldn't put any more stock in what you and I say or our analysts than what I'm watching on the tube. But we get sucked in all the time. Huh? I know. I know. <laughs> we do. What is that? But it's fantasy and it's, it's, you know, all this time leading up to the game, it, none of it matters. We can compare this guy no. versus that guy. And you know what? Sometimes the, fa the team that's favored wins. Sometimes the underdog wins, right? And more times than not, yeah, the team that's favored, the better team wins. I get all that. And we can dance around. But we get to create these fantasies in our mind all day of, ah, the Tennessee Titans might make the playoffs. I'm getting so excited. And you dream all this up. Nothing, it doesn't affect the game. But it just creates oh. this fun buy-in and attachment to it. And I love it. It's just what makes sports so great is all the stuff around the game. Yeah. 
And the CFLPA sending me that package makes me really happy, too. I can't wait to get on the CFL trail. We're just not there yet. If we talked about the CFL, we'd be the only ones talking about the CFL right now. And now with the World yeah. Junior Semifinals going on right now, John Ohm, Ohm says, Rod is on fire today. Can't stop smiling. Well, John, it's been an interesting day <laughs> with us being knocked off the air, brought back on the air. It's, it's fun. It's what makes this whole thing fun. Uh, Stacy watching from World uh, Headquarters, Access World Headquarters. Stacy writes that and says, should be a tight slate of world juniors today. Craig, our director of scouting, says, worried about Canada, USA. Go Canada. I've heard that a lot. I, I can't remember who it was that they were worried about the Slovakia game. And I said, well, I'm not worried about any game <laughs> that Canada goes into in any tournament of hockey. I'm not worried about any of them. Because I know we're the better team always. You know, and if we play to our kids, it's when you go into a game and you know you're not good enough. That's when you get nervous. Or that's when I get nervous. And he mentions a full slate of games. There are only two. I don't care about the rest. 2.30 Eastern and 6.30 Eastern. 2.30 is Can uh, Cheshire, Sweden. Cheshire will win, I believe. And 6.30, Canada, USA. And my American friends, while they say they can't really get down with the junior hockey talk they can tonight and now and this you know i'm so happy those hockey canada people were watching today and they straightened out why Connor bedard's not wearing 98 he wore 16 when he came into the program and he's going to stay with 16 as long as he's playing with team canada and it reminds me of the centennial cup that was where our relationship and you were there got started yeah. with hockey canada they came up to our table at the centennial cup and they're like Rod, your show is awesome. It's a pregame show for all of our games today. And I'm like, yes, we are. And they said, would you, you, know, would you consider a relationship? I said, yes, I would. Where do we sign? <laughs> and that's where it started. If there was ever a better relationship than us in Hockey Canada, there isn't a better one than this. Um, Troy in Toronto. Sports fans love to talk sports. It's the best. Where else can you watch unbelievable storylines where you never know what may happen and sometimes the unbelievable happens? It's the best. The other day I was driving around and they were talking about the Packers coming back and the, the Bucks and Tom Brady and people were writing him off. Don't forget, 8-8, eight and eight, they won the division title. They're hosting a playoff game. Man, that stuff makes me feel good and I like just listening to it. Although, my guy Joe uh, Rose... The Carm Carturi of Miami. I was driving to the gym on Monday morning after the Dolphins lost. I felt bad for him, Darren. Felt bad for him. It was like listening to a funeral. This was Monday morning. And he was like, the players I thought would step up didn't step up. This season's gone to the dumpster. I don't know what to tell you. This is a guy that last minute of play on the RP show. Played for the Dolphins. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? I know. No, I get it. I get it. Keep going. Well, he's just, I'm like, it was a lot to take in September and October when they were winning and they were going to win their first Super Bowl since 1972 and blah, blah, blah. It was like Flames fans saying, who's Gary Bettman going to hand the cup to? We don't have a captain. I'm like, oh my God. But I would rather listen to that than the crying, yeah. which I've heard all week from Dolphins fans because it's depressing. It's depressing, know. you know. But it's all fun, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. Thank you to Sweet Annie O.D. Thank you to Jim Lang. Thanks to our wonderful crew. Thanks to you, Moose, and our fabulous viewers. Any last words? Enjoy. Go Canada. Go. 
Go, Canada, go. Watch it, and we'll talk about it tomorrow right here on the RP Show. See you then. Done deal. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.